0: The pool of 2020 candidates is crowded, but Jay Inslee is dedicated to breaking through the noise. Inslee has been the governor of Washington since 2013, and climate change is the main focus of his presidential campaign. Today I'm chatting with Governor Jay Inslee himself. Hi, this is Jay. Hi, Governor Inslee, it's Alexis from Bloomberg, how are you? I'm great, beautiful day here. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. You bet. And so 2020 is shaping up to be a little bit crazy. There are a lot of candidates. What makes you stand out as a signal in the noise?
1: Well, I have a position that I think is scientifically uh, certain and economically smart, which is that we have to make sure the next president makes defeating climate change job number one. We, we have to have an administration that will make it the first and foremost and paramount duty. And, uh, and that's just a moral imperative. It is it's just such an outrage to have a president who is watching Paradise, California, burn down, watching the floods you know devastate the midwest watching east coast cities drown and yet we have a climate denier in the in the white house and wind turbines cause cancer what a bunch of baloney wind turbines cause jobs and we've got the oil and gas industry which is which is sucking up 27 billion dollars of taxpayer subsidies blocking us from defeating climate change that is a moral outrage we need a president who will stand up on their on the hand, hind legs and fight for clean air. And uh, and we need a president to do that. I'm, I'm willing able for that position.
0: And clearly climate change is your biggest focus. So what would you say to someone who says you're a single issue candidate? Well,
1: you have to realize uh, climate change and fighting climate change is not a single issue. It is all the issues. It is, it is economic security. Look, we've had a billion and a half dollars of losses in the Midwest. We had a whole town devoured and a utility go bankrupt in California because of forest fires that will become more uh, pronounced. It is a health issue. Uh, I met a couple in New Hampshire whose daughter lost two years in college because of Lyme disease, which is now spreading north because insects are moving north. It is a national security issue. Look, the Pentagon, uh, their hairs on fire, about the national security risks that are posed by mass migrations driven by drought. We're already seeing climate refugees from Guatemala and other places around the world. So this is all of the issues that we face, and we, ha- we cannot face our other issues or succeed in our national security, health, and economic growth agendas unless we defeat climate change. So it's a first and foremost uh, obligation, and it is also the, the single best economic growth strategy we have because we're growing jobs like crazy across the country right now clean energy jobs are growing twice as fast as the nation's economy and these are jobs for carpenters and laborers and plumbers retrofitting houses it's people in the auto industry building electric cars it's people in the wind turbine industry these are jobs for virtually every sector of the economy so i think there's a good reason to have a president who will respond to the moral responsibility we have to our grandchildren and the economic responsibility to grow our economy. And uh, it's high time we have that. This is our last chance. We do not have another chance at this. If we don't seize this in the next presidency, it'll be too late. That's a scientific certainty. So it's time to get a new president.
0: I mean, a lot of Gen Zers and millennials are really passionate about climate change. So do you think that more young people will be inclined to vote for you based on the fact that this is a big issue for them and their demographics?
1: Well, the young people are, are, are just hugely committed to defeating climate change for two reasons. Number one, they're the most scientifically literate uh, generation in American history. They understand science. Uh, And number two, they're the ones that are going to be living with this. And and the profound consequences in their lives, they realize, I I was at Dartmouth talking to students uh, about a month ago, and I talked to a young woman who said she had had two conversations the previous couple days with her colleagues Young women who said they were seriously thinking whether it was the right thing to bring a child into a world that would be so degraded and damaged by climate change. And when you hear people say that, it's just heart-wrenching. We have to do better uh, for the generation who will come behind us. It is a familiar moral responsibility, and it's frankly the reason I got into this race, because I want to be able to look at my grandchildren on my last days and tell them that I did everything I possibly could to defeat climate change and give them a healthy world and that's a fight worth having so it's the reason I'm in this race
0: yeah and I think you know it's definitely interesting because there are people like 16 year old Greta Thunberg in Sweden who's made so many moves just by being outspoken about climate change. What are your thoughts on her and the impact that she's had on young people?
1: Well, it's so, uh, it's so heartening to see young people leading the charge. I, mar- I marched with thousands of young, young folks in New York on the climate strike day when people were willing to take their beliefs to the streets, and that is inspiring people. I, we, we marched with thousands of young people past Trump Tower, and you, you see these young people holding up signs saying, there is no planet B and donald let us breathe uh you can't say no to that you you have to be inspired by it i am and i welcome what i consider youthful reinforcements because i've been fighting this battle for a couple decades now i co-authored a book on it 2007 i've led the uh, u.s climate alliance we now have 23 states who are banded together now we need a president to show leadership that this nation needs look we're optimists in this country this is This is a can-do country, and we need to have a can-do president to get this job done. So I look forward to those young folks uh, running our government.
0: So how are you planning on making the economy carbon-free? I know that's something that you want to work on.
1: Well, we're making huge strides in the last few days in Washington state. We've passed some really groundbreaking legislation, actually first in the nation in a variety of ways, We've passed legislation that will give Washingtonians a a guarantee of having 100% fossil fuel electricity in the decades to come and shuts down our last coal fire plant in 2025, has some groundbreaking 100% requirements to embed the social cost of carbon and to provide environmental justice, both for affected communities, to make sure we have family wage jobs and no one's left behind. So that is a major achievement. We also had, first in the nation, a most productive energy efficiency building, commercial building standards we passed, which importantly, for the first time, we think in the nation's history, requires work to retrofit existing buildings and provide assistance to owners to get that job done. On top of that, we've got several other bills to ban super uh, pollutants, hydrofluorocarbons, and uh, a leading bill to require new efficiency standards for appliances. So this this is a suite of bills that were... uh, uh just like drawn to four aces, if you will, in a poker hand, it, it, it's just been a really great week to advance this cause in the state of Washington. And the great exhibit, we're, you know, we're sort of a template for clean energy here because uh, we have the best economy in the nation, best GDP growth, best wage growth, not despite we believe in clean energy, but because we believe in clean energy in the state of Washington. So that's good news from the state of Washington.
0: And, you know, just to wrap up, obviously, it's going to be a really crazy race. If, you know, worst case, you fail to win the nomination, what do you hope people remember as your legacy in the race?
1: Well, I don't think about this in terms of of sort of political legacies. I think of this from a personal standpoint of, of my three grandchildren and everybody's children and grandchildren out there and nieces and nephews and neighbors' kids. Uh, I, look, I'll be forgotten no matter what happens to me, whether I'm president or not. In a few hundred years, we'll be, we'll be forgotten. We need to live for the present uh, moral obligation we have for today. And I, and, and I think I'm doing what I should be doing. I ask others to join me in this effort. And by the way, if you're interested, you can go to jamesley.com and, and help make sure this is on climate change. Or climate change is on the stage.
0: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Take care.
0: That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and if you like listening to us, please head over to iTunes and write a review to let us know what you think. I'm Alexis Benvenisti. You can follow me on Twitter at APBenven, and you can get all of your latest TikTok updates 24-7 on Twitter.